Ten Antonio has played a series with everyone. He's played three with him. He's lost every single one. Because who's the problem? They're afraid to play with the gold. Yeah, I'm the gold. He lost like every game in foosball. There's no way that we could let uh, the loser actually do the intro. I'm not even so, surprised. Either. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to Italian Football TV. We only have the three of us for today because we're the three committed ones, as Antonio <laughs> always says. Committed ones. The committed ones, right, Antonio? He said he's going to give a pink slip to the, to the rest. <laughs> I want to ask you right off the spot because... Every single week, I just keep getting more and more impressed with the team named Napoli. They are, along with Atalanta, the only two teams in Serie A. They're still unbeaten in every competition. And if we include the rest of the top four, the top five leagues, PSG and Real Madrid. Are Napoli the best team in Europe? Are they the most entertaining team in Europe? That's an easy question, Marco. Yes and yes and yes with everything else coming on. They're amazing. They're beating everyone, not by just one goal, by multiple goals. And they're doing it with rotating players also. They didn't have Oshiman for a while. Now he just came back. And he's also scoring when they come back. So it looks like Spalletti's building a, a well-oiled machine and definitely the most entertaining in Europe and Serie A. What do you, what do you think makes this team actually so special, Donato? Well, they have the right mix and they have no leadership right now in terms of uh, who's in charge on uh, on the lockers room in terms of the player. And I think that's that's allowing everybody to just uh, have a lot more freedom to uh, to be... Uh, everybody's becoming a leader of there. They play as a team for the first time. I see them just uh, the fluidity on the game and I see them uh, I see them relax. Nobody, I guess, uh, reports to anybody. I don't think Spalletti is a leader either. I mean, uh, everybody feeds off each other... Uh, 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 you know, uh, health and strength and uh, and uh, skills. I mean, uh, you have nothing uh, nothing but great players over there playing the game. We didn't know about, about this uh, Kvara. We didn't know about a uh, couple other people. Yeah, Kim. We He's on him. By the way, Kvara, one on one dribbling. He mm. is one of the best I've seen. Like we don't get many players like that in Serie A. Every single time he gets the ball, he really reminds me of Kiz in a way, in terms of like that he's direct towards goal. Like he's never backwards. He doesn't he doesn't think to go backwards because he trusts in his ability. Mm -hmm. He's technically very skilled and he's always just got this confidence about him with the ball at his feet that he's always looking to be progressive and towards the goal. And that's what makes him like one of the most exciting players in Serie A. And the fact that you mix him with those other players that understand and read the game and know how to take space, because I think what they do better than anything else is taking space. And that's one thing that Gvada excels at. And Gvada had, could have had like 10 assists against Bologna. He sets up his teammates perfectly. His through balls, his crosses, he has great football IQ. And uh, if his teammates could have finished those, he would have been, had a lot more assists. He's just so fun to watch. Well, the key, is he, is the he key. better one-on-one dribbler than Leo? Uh, you can compare. I don't think you would we have to compare. I No, no, I think Vada is definitely no, better. Is wow. better. You guys already know the deal. No one brings you closer to Serie A than One Football. They are the sponsors of our podcast. They've been supporting us for some time. As you know, they are doing these drops of digital video moments. And this week, there's another. Mike, we always ask you every single weekend. I do. You always choose terrible goals. 
Which one Terrible do you want? Terrible goals. Which one do you want to The thing is, it's not even just about goals, Marco. That's where you make the big mistake. It's mm. about saves, about passes, the Aussies, right, the celebration. So, so what are you going to choose? But I am going to pick a goal yeah. only because see, my see boy, Yorgos Kiriakopoulos, my, my Who? Greek legend Who? that play, been playing left wing for Sassuolo, who's usually a defender. He scored an absolute golasso. I know Vali, and it hit, hit the Oh, absolutely. For a defender, that was an amazing goal, too. I mean, for anyone, Dude, it's an amazing goal. Sportiello was uh, was looking at the butterflies well, you after see, that. You see, the Italians, they got to assist the Greeks. Dandrea yeah, Dandrea was cross. a... That was a nice little IFTV connection nice, between right? Mike and Marco. Look, I'm going to go with Dusan Vlaovic because he needed a goal. I want the celebration of him flying. It was like a rebound, Air Vlaovic. Bro. It was like we a even, rebound. We even said, we posted it, Air Vlaovic, and he posted on his story. That's so right. I got to give my boy some love. If not Air a goal... That's what I said. Air Vlaovic, you said. Vlaovic, all right, sorry. If not a goal, I'll choose one of Kvada's chops. Okay. I want to see one of those chops. His dribbling is unbelievable. That's one fair. of the best in the league. Maybe, now I'll say better than Rafael Leal. That'll cause some controversy. <laughs> Antonio's behind the camera. <laughs> Going pissed crazy off, right screaming now. at me. Anyway, thank you to One Football. Guys, make sure the link is at the top of our description. Right. And now, let's return to the podcast. Leal is by far Explain. much better. No. How come? How come? It's in because he's very unpredictable, Leal. And uh, he's... He doesn't. He's not afraid of taking chances, and uh, I think Leao Leao is much better. But in terms of uh, maturity, I think uh, I think that this kid is even though he's younger in the Serie, a, he seems to be more mature than Leao. Because Leao many times makes makes mistakes that you don't expect a player of that caliber to make mistakes like that. Very very easy goals and chances that sometimes it gets a little cocky, if I can use the word. But uh, as you said, you were saying before that uh, Leao sets up better. I mean, Kvara uh, sets uh, the, the 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 play better. The key for the Napoli is Lobotka and Anguissa. That spine over there on the middle, they just, they are, those are the key for me, for Napoli to be on top of what, of what they're doing right now. And I think, I think, I mean, tip my hat to Kvara, tip my hat to the, to the Lozano that is playing very well right now, Kim. But uh, the key is, again, the two on the backside, Anguissa, and then behind him, it's Lobotka. Mike, those are the two best players in Napoli right now. Why do you say Kvara is a better dribbler score, than Lau? Even if they don't score. I mean... I obviously give my respect to Lau. This is a smaller sample size in terms of Kvara played under uh, 10 Serie A games. Lau, obviously MVP, give him all the credit he deserves. But so far, what I've seen from both of them is Kvara has more tools in his arsenal to beat the player. He has the vision. He doesn't just... Lau's good, but I feel like a lot of times he just runs in the box, hopes mm. he gets fouled, and he's very good. He's quick, so you'd expect that. But I feel like Vada's better at like faking, uh, dribbling out someone. Technically, and doing more he, he has more skills in his arsenal. Yeah. I would take Kvada one on one. You see him do this chop. You'll see him. His footwork is really good. Lau's is, is amazing. I mean, they're mm. two incredible players one on one. Lau uses his acceleration and his speed a little bit more, and he could get away with Which things. Which he should too. And he he starts from like a slower position where he'll be almost dead ball, and then boom. Yeah. Yeah, he he takes you and he pace. can almost not stop him. Kvada yeah. is just a little bit more technical and tricky, kind of like those old school type of wingers. Leao, like you just said right now, you said it very well. Kvara has got a projection speed. Leao has got a cambio di passo because he goes from zero to 100 in, in a, yeah. a fraction it's of like a, a second. Kvara, yeah, Kvara yeah. is going to have to just accelerate and then take the play and then fake and do, and do the moves that he is capable to do. But Leao is capable from zero to go to 100 in a heartbeat. So it's that's why it's a, for me, I, I think it's, not. He's a better player. He's got uh, he's got this 
this skill that it puts him a little bit over the top of, uh, of Kvara in terms of technical uh, ability. The one thing I'll say, and I, I do agree, I think that Napoli is the most exciting team that I've watched play in Europe. I think that they play a style that makes me very proud to watch. And I've seen fans of other leagues and fans that don't like Napoli, don't like Serie A, have taken appreciation towards them because they love to watch that. You know, average football fans, they like to see that kind of style, mm -hmm. that they go for it, that you almost can't figure out who their best striker is because they have players that will come off the bench and do even better. But I will say they have an Achilles heel. And we kind of knew this going into the season, but their defense for me is a big worry. They conceded two to Bologna. Listen, the scoreline was a lie because Napoli should have scored way more goals. 3-2, they got the job done. That's all that matters at the end of the day. But... They have Rachmani that's out. He's going to be out until January 1st, until until the new year. And Juan Jesus, him at times, especially even on the first goal with Di Lorenzo, players out of position. And I do think that center-back partnership is, is weak because we don't know, number one, what's going to happen. This is the first time we've ever had a World Cup year that's in the middle. We don't know how these players are going to come back. We don't know who's going to get injured until then. And center-back-wise, they're a lot shorter than other teams. So... If there's one worry I have in this, it's that. And then also, I like Meret a lot, but he is prone to make mistakes. That's without a doubt. I agree with you on that, uh, but I want to give Juan Jesus more of a chance only because, yeah, he maybe doesn't look the most familiar, <clears throat> but then again, he hasn't really played. When he got his feet wet more last season when Koulibaly was out, I thought he played uh, fantastic. But don't you think they need, for me, if they're going into January, as serious contenders, because I, the reason why I'm, mm -hmm. I'm raising my level for them, yeah. I think that they could seriously seriously contend in Champions yeah. League and Serie A. And when you want to contend in those leagues, in both of them, mm -hmm. every few days, as the season comes on, I would love to see them. Of course, I don't like to talk about transfer market now, but that's one of the worries that I'm keeping my eye on is center back position that might be a place to look to reinforce. I agree with you on that. I also talked about uh, to Ludovico about this. He said he's not worried in, in terms of that because they also have Ostigard on the bench. But we then again, we don't know getting. how well they are playing. So that's that's the only thing. You know, but I still want to give Juan Jesus some time. Oliveira did, has done well, though. Yeah, in the left back left position, back, for sure. I don't think Mario Roy has been bad all season. He's done good in attack because he provides a lot season, of assists. For sure. But again, defensively, I just see those sorts of mistakes that probably could come. Medet, it's going to be hard. It would be hard to find a keeper. That's, I think he's a really good keeper. I do. Every keeper, nobody's perfect yeah. besides Magic Mike he had, Magnan. He had a hiccup. But he is prone to those sorts of mistakes. Mm. Mm. Well, you know what? To their credit, Napoli, they score a lot of goals. So their defense, I don't think they, it's a, a top priority for them right now. But when, when push you play comes to shove, when push comes to shove, they're not going to be winning all the time four or five goals. In Champions League, when you play teams that are really solid, you know, you need to still have a good defense. Yeah, exactly. that, but I, I don't think they see them as a deficit for, uh, right now because they have a deadly midfield, a spectacular midfield and offensive line. I, that, I just uh, wonder how... I, I and it's, uh, they play an offensive <coughs> game, Mike. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The defense for them, it's not that it's not important. It's secondary to the to the offensive game because Napoli doesn't wait around to uh, to bring the ball up. And Napoli, yeah. I see them playing one-touch ball many, 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 many times. But can that also hurt? That's, that's also uh, my yes, reason for why yes I do no. think yes they need to have no. a solid I think, defense. Uh, they're solid in defense, but they're not as solid uh, as everybody wished them to be. Everybody yeah. wants, a, wants a four over the top Listen, They've only conceded nine goals yeah. in 10 games, no, which is, it's not bad. They're doing good. But, but I do see a little, like if you're just no, looking for it. something. Nitpick. I see a little weakness. The there. thing is, Paletti always preferred Ospin over Meret only because of his footwork, also. So that was a, that and him being experienced. So I wonder if this question is going to creep in the back of Spalletti's head come January and 
if he needs a reinforcement or two, depending if the injuries uh, continue or not. Anyway. And the only weak point that I can see in Napoli is the Portuguese that they have on the left-hand side. Rui. Mario yeah. Rui. Yeah, Mario Rui. Other than that... Uh, I think Oliveira will start getting some yeah, time. Yeah, Mario Rui, you know, he is streaky. He will have yeah. a great game, and sometimes we have a, he will have a, just an average game. So uh, people, they have to be able to pick up and, uh, and uh, force the play on mm. the right-hand side. If a team is smart, all they have to do, just force the play on the right-hand side and put Mario, Mario Rui in, in, uh, in trouble. It's not easy to do it, but uh, if I were somebody to exploit a weakness of Napoli, I would just move the ball on the right-hand side mm. and put uh, Mario, Mario Rui in trouble. Anyway, let's move on. So this is very rare, but Juventus won this week. They mm. beat Torino 1-0. So for the first time, I think I don't have to make the coffees today. That's true. I think we agreed. Whoever doesn't lose, Milan won. Mm-hmm. So I think for the first time, Mike has to make our Mike coffee. Mike wins all the time. Nice. Mike wins all the time. You win all the time. I never, yeah, I guess that's fair. I never make a call. Even though I won every game of football, whatever. I'll be a good sport Thank about you, it. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, of course. As Michael <laughs> is making the coffee from Siag, Anto, let's talk about Juventus. Juventus's win in the derby against Torino. For me, it was a, a, a tough game. Where are you going? No, I'm going to talk about how to win my coffee. Oh, you're telling him how to make your coffee. It's all right. Uh, Vlaovic got the winner. Desperate, desperate, desperate from him. He needed to get a goal. Six goals in nine games. It's actually a better start than he had last year at Fiorentina, where he scored five and ten. And you could see on his face the desperation. He doesn't get many, many balls. He knows that when the chances come, he needs to finish the ball. I thought that he did a really good job, and he's improving. And for me, he's one of the only guys that I see that seems like a leader in the team is uh, Dusan Vlaovic from Juventus. Was it pretty? No. Did they have to win? Absolutely. This was a game against Torino. They Torino had only won once in the last 32 meetings in 2015. There was no way they could slip up. They're coming from a bad, bad, bad moment, and uh, they need to get the job done. Listen, to me, he, he, the level of desperation, I can see it on your face and I can see on most of the Juventus fan because this Vlaovic, he got lucky. I mean, it was a dirty goal. I mean, it's just one of those scrappy goals that you're just at the right place at the right time. and you just He read uh, the play. Well, he read the play. Okay, he read the play. The ball, he, he went up just going on in his direction. He went up uh, scoring. But uh, seeing Juventus game, because I watched the game. Juventus, uh, if Torino will walk away with a tie, nobody would be complaining. Could have actually won the game too. I disagree. Uh, Bef- okay. Before we do that, uh, Siak, thank you for the coffee. Guys, they are our official coffee sponsor for the podcast. It looks very good. Make sure you go to the link in our description oh, guys, the to be aroma. able to get Can they Siak smell the aroma coffee. from the camera? They can't. <laughs> uh, Molinaro, can you see? Can you smell <laughs> the coffee Molinari. from... Uh... By the way, we got Mr. Molinari back. Hey, uh, and welcome we, back, Nick. And we have a, a Molinari cam. Oh, yeah. Nick, do you mind if we tell them what happened to you? Okay, so we lost Molinati because he broke his arm oh and he had to have God. surgery. Unfortunately, uh, he fell off a bike, and uh, but he's better. He's back. You're better, right? And he's back. Nick, did you fell off a bike or somebody pushed you off the bike? What's the story? <laughs> it was probably oh, you that pushed him. So uh, anyway, the people the people get Molinati back. And so and what happened? Mr. He broke Molinari. what? His hand, his arm. What, what happened? What his did he break? His, his forearm, right? Yeah. And then, by the way, I asked Nick if he's been watching the series of uh, on uh, Netflix. It's called The Broken Arm. And Nick, what was that? Uh, the Broken Arm. It's a uh, it's a brand new series. It's oh, uh, spectacular. And Nick, he took the bait and he says, "Oh, The Broken Arm." I said, "Yeah, they have a great cast." And then Nick, he thought about it and then he started to laugh. <laughs> right, Nick? Such a dad joke. I got you, right? And then Nick? he said, "I gotta hand it to you." I then you didn't get and it for then, twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He didn't get that. And then Nick, he got it back to me. He said, "I gotta hand it to you." You see, from and the it, broken arm. You didn't arm, understand it. We went to the. Uh, well, I didn't understand it at the beginning because uh, I'm yeah. an ESL. You know what the ESL stands yeah. for? English second English, language. Thank yeah. you. Okay. All right. 
Thanks yep. for explaining that to All me. Right. Anyway, uh, let's talk. Let's continue with uh, with events against Torino. I disagree with Torino could have tied the game. For me, if Torino played another 45 minutes, they still would not have scored a goal. They had no striker. Sanabria was out. He wasn't able to play in the match. Pellegrini was not supposed to play. He didn't start. He ended up coming in. And listen, do they create? Do they build up well? Yes. Do they defend compact? Are they organized? Yes. But for me, Juric still lacks the type of players to really play his sort of style and his brand. And it was up against a Juventus that desperately needed to win in any way possible. And for me, over the course of the game, Juventus played better and Juventus deserves to win. Yeah, I mean, in the final third, I, I got to agree that they didn't really have that bite to really mm -hmm. attack. And for last season, I thought Torino played good and... I, I almost felt bad for them that they didn't get any points from it because they were actually taking shots or actually playing good. So I expected more of Juric, especially in a derby. And when Juventus playing bad, this when you come out and, you know, bite and show them your teeth. But they look toothless that game and Juve deserved to win. Even their though they didn't have much chan many chances, they but their played best, But their best player had to play as a false nine, Vlasic, who yeah. he scored three goals. He's their top yeah. goal scorer. They were, they, they had, I think the it's kind of deceiving because they were shooting a lot from outside the yeah, area, but, yeah. but it wasn't really causing Juventus any real problems for it was sure. more desperation shots and mm -hmm. i do feel for them because again them. i think that torino's organized i like torino a lot but they're still missing that lack of quality because for me it's not a coach problem it's just like the club as we already know in the summer in yeah in the summertime yudish was fighting with the management they literally threw fists and went at each other because he needs more players and for me when you have such a good coach like him you deserve to be rewarded and you need to have for these sure. players for Juventus, doesn't matter how it comes at this point. They just needed to win a game. And they need to find a way to use it as a reference point to push the season forward. I saw all the players afterwards get in a nice huddle. It, it feels like maybe they're against Allegri because that's what the reports are, right? They say that their locker room is split for Allegri against Allegri. They say Bonucci is one of those against Allegri, which is also he, hmm. did not, he didn't play. Whether it's resting injuries, I don't believe it. I think that an experienced player like Bonucci would have played if Allegri wanted him to. But I think they need to forget about all that outside chatter. Forget about Allegri in, Allegri out. Clearly, after the loss against Maccabi, they are sticking with him. So the players just need to form a pact. Even if you don't understand him, at the end of the day, they're the ones that are taking the field and they need to take this team into their hands and get to that point where they get those certain players that are back. Is it acceptable for the quality of Juventus? Absolutely not. But at this time, you're in desperation mode. The season is still pretty early. They need to find any way possible to salvage that. You know, Agnelli said, we are still in to win it all. In other words, they wanted to win the Campionato and they wanted to, win, they wanted to go far, far in champions and on the Coppa Italia too. So I think it's more of a, I don't think Allegri is a factor right now because the players, like the way you said it, whether they like it or whether they don't, Allegri, I mean, Agnelli went, went to them on the locker room and said, hey, listen listen to me, guys, you are on my payroll. I cut the checks and I signed the checks for all of you. So whether you like him or you don't, this is the coach going to be the coach yeah. and this is what you guys playing with. So end of the story, I don't want to hear shit. Mm -hmm. So you just play, do your job because if you don't, we take a note from the side. Whoever is not performing is going to be tossed out. And and I think it's a good point. And I think they need to put the salaries aside, put how much you paid for these players. And at a certain point, you know, draw a line in the sand and say, we're not going to stand for this. We're not going to accept this if you're not going out there to play for the team. Uh, other news, Bremer is injured. He's going to be out for about 20 days. So many muscle problems at Juventus. 
as we've seen over these past couple of years. The good news is Chiesa could be called up for this Friday's match against Empoli. It's not likely because they're saying Allegri would rather him just play in a friendly match with the youth team first, but there is this possibility to see Chiesa. The hope is to have Chiesa, uh, Bremer, and Di Maria, and Pogba all back in time for November 6th, I'll, I believe is the yeah, goal. That's, that's like I, I a desperation I to personally me. wouldn't rush anything, especially someone, someone with Chiesa who has, uh, yeah. who's injury prone. Give him a week, an actual week if necessary, because you don't want to lose a player like that. Um, but the other guys, Di Maria and Pogba, would be nice to definitely, Pogba especially, to see him finally play I, for a little bit. I think Juventus, sure. is, uh, they are with the back against the wall. So they, this is a desperation mode. And normally a team that has a, a player of that caliber, that injury, they're coming off an injury. You mm -hmm. don't want to just rush them into the into the, the pitch mm. because uh you know you're making a mistake over there and then you you lose them for an extra for much longer mm. well they kind of uh, did that with di maria right well, he was, he was injured look what happened. Uh, he came back you know whether they're related or they're not they does feel like they're in that desperation mode where they're trying to just get anything out of these players because i think i think in the heads of everyone at the club it's get us to this damn international break where they do the World Cup and then we'll regroup and allow the other, the other players to rest. I think another player was rushed back. I'm not sure which team. And then uh, the, he came back into the Serie A playing. I'm, I'm not sure. I know Immobile got hurt into the... He, he was hurt during the game. But there was another player that came in uh, from an injury oh, yeah. and then he, 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 oh, 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 he injured oh, himself again. Berardi. Yeah, there you go. Berardi, Berardi yeah. for example, was not supposed to be playing uh, yeah, yeah. against, uh, you know, uh, uh, he came on the second half and then after 20 minutes, 25 minutes, he hit the crossbar and then he injured himself again and, and I think it's much worse than what... Uh, against Atalanta. Yeah. You think it's you especially see, with Chiesa and an ACL injury, that's you, the last thing you want to do. You don't want to rush You've already stuff. waited this long, you might as well not rush it, I agree with you. Wait but again, we're not doctors, we don't know what's wait really until going the World on. Cup. Forget about the desperation the mode. Scenes, you, your, your season is over already. <clears throat> no, it's not. I know that you have hopes, over. right? So you have hopes. Just say yes or not. Do you I have think hope? there's hope. Yeah, there is hope, hope. right? Well, not in Champions games. League, though. Yeah, not Champions, Champions League. I don't think. I think well, there's listen, no hope. Even when you spend a dollar, you buy a, a lottery tickets. There is hope over there too. But what kind of a chance do you give yourself? Not in, in Champions League, none. None. What about no. in the Campionato? For, to finish top four, yeah, very good chances. No, 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 no. Can you win the campionato? No, win the oh. campionato, no. So top four, how much, how much, how many chances? So, um, I say 75%. 75%? Yeah. Wow. I still feel pretty confident It's only nine games in. Not even, Ten games. Ten games. No, no, no. So speaking about a team that was judged so quick, and for me, they've turned things around, yeah. Inter. They won 2-0 against Salernitana. Lautaro, after an amazing performance against Barcelona, returns to scoring in the Serie A. He loves a goal against like, Salernitana. And uh, Barella scored what was a brilliant goal that was set up by Hakan Chanolu, who in a new position, him as a regista, has been phenomenal. They don't, is this crazy? I never thought these words would come out of my mouth. They haven't lacked Brozovic. They haven't even missed him. Hakan has been amazing as a regista. If you watch his buildup to the goal of Barella, the assist he had, the way that he wins the ball back, because yes, he's good technically. He sees the field, he's got good vision, he gives the passes, but he recovered so many balls the entire game that really got to give credit to him. For me, Inter, they're going to click. They were going through a rough patch. I finally see, and I listened to Bastoni's interview where he said, we were, and we brought this up. This is something that we brought up. I thought it was funny. He said, we were getting mad at each other too much. We would throw our hands up. We would get annoyed with, with the players. We decided to form a group to everybody speak and to say, forget about everything else that's happening. We need to be together on the pitch. Now you're seeing them hug each other. You're seeing them with a group mentality that for me in the beginning of the season, you didn't see. And Inter, they have the team. 
They're waiting for things to click. Lukaku, who knows what's happening with Lukaku when he's coming back. But either way, they have to take the pitch every single week. And I think it's a sign from the from all the players that they do believe in Inzaghi and that they don't want Inzaghi to leave. Kind of the opposite of what I would feel at Juventus. Yeah, no, and I got to give it to Hakan, like you were saying. I didn't think he had that those defensive uh, capabilities to play there, but uh, he looks pretty good there. And usually when Brozovic is out, just like last season, he lost so many points. They look so bad in, in the defense, even coming up. But Hakan's doing pretty well there. And I think Onana cemented himself as a starter. I feel like Handanovic is going to no be, ge- be getting the... the few appearances every now and then Bonana Serie A and Champions League seems to be the number one we expect this we expect it a little bit sooner for it to happen but I think deservedly he is there and they got a big one you see again let me just say what I think is happening to Inter Inter was struggling with leadership roles mm. you know Andanovic was one of them and uh, Brozovic was uh, it's the other one of them it's the, the it's the the, the Brozovic Andanovic and Skriniar the, so the three or four of those uh, cemented players into the formation that they were calling the shots and for them Andanovic was uh, it was uh, 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 an, there is no talk about Andanovic now all of a sudden Andanovic is starting to get scored and uh, in a very poor way especially the goal against AC Milan that everybody said it was saveable but nevertheless, Andanovic is, uh, has lost the leadership roles. And now I think Inzaghi... Skriniar is the Well, captain. Inzaghi, he feels like he's, he's more emboldened to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take that my, ch- my chance with Onana. So Onana, all of a sudden, he plays a couple of decent games. And I think he's going to be the starting goalkeeper. At some point, you know, the leadership, whether it's on the bench, whether it's going to be on, uh, on the presidency, or whether it's going to be on the, the technical director, or whether it's going to be on the field changes and uh, in this particular case it's benefiting Inter because they had the courage to say to Andanovic I said hey Andanovic sit on the bench for a little while let's see what this guy here has let's give him a chance there's one guy that I think has stepped up in a leadership role and it's been Barella yeah I think Barella has stepped up big time especially in the last few games Mm -hmm. he's one that you know you're always he's he's a fantastic player I mean he really is he's an engine He's got this never-die attitude. And I think in the last couple of games, which has been the crucial moments, because you have to judge a player and you have to judge people uh, when when how they react in tough times. Not when everything's going good. When everything's going good, anyone could play good. You pop a player in there, oh, everything's fine, no problem. Boom, 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 you're good. When it's tough, that's when you really show your true colors. True. And for me, that's when Barella has excelled the most. The team looks for a leader. And for me, he's sort of been that within the squad through his goals, through his assists, but also just through his attitude and and the way that he's portrayed himself with Inter. The only other thing I'll I'll say about Inter, and then we can move on, there is Financial Times, which is a good source, are saying that the team is looking to be sold, that Sooning Group is going to get out. They're talking about American ownership. I would just want to say, I would be very happy to see Inter sold from the Sooning Group. Uh, Okay, they did good to get Inter back to the level where they won the Scudetto, but they're clearly not investing within the team like a club like Inter should. And I think that there's definitely other ownerships out there who could bring a lot more to the club financially, stability-wise, and just from 365 degrees that could provide more. And if it's another American ownership, that would be great because, I mean, we're a little bit biased, but we like to see American ownerships. I'm not biased. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. You're the number one most yeah, biased, most biased <laughs> person yeah. here. But anyway, uh, I agree with you. Uh, with the Sunni group, uh, they uh, they are uh, into investing for a profit, and in soccer, especially in Europe, uh, not all the time translate uh, your investment in uh, monetary investment to the soccer club, but translate into uh, making money. Like Elia. 
That's yeah. a good point. Like Elliot only was point. one of the few that uh, uh, he, he made a big profit. He, he bought AC Milan for 300 million or less, and he sold AC Milan for 1.2 billion dollar. So that's a big, big, big jump. So uh, that means because he surrounded himself with a smart manager and people that he actually know, they played the game and they uh, they were given the trust to uh, to uh, to make uh, to make the move for them because uh, they said, hey, we're putting the money down. We don't know what we're doing. We trust. We're going to put our trust on you. Because uh, we trust your I technical knowledge. I think Inter knowledge. have that too, though. Yeah, who they do they have? They well, have Beppe Marotta. Zanetti. They have Zanetti. Yeah, but Marotta, Marotta, Marotta is more of a, uh, a PR guy. Marotta, he, he doesn't know the game as no, well as Zanetti. On. Zanetti, no. yes, I tip my hat to Zanetti. Well, Marotta is a genius yeah, on the market. Yeah, just because he was in Juventus, he won no, in Juventus when nobody else was okay, around. He built, he built Juventus up from a team that finished seventh place two times, and then he tore them down by going to Inter and making that team win who hadn't won in a, like a decade. He is very no, smart with the signings that he does. Also, the management of the funds and the budget. So, what my point he is that the money with Inter, he was no, able to do what he had money. to do. He the my, my, my point is that if they do have a, a fund that trusts, like like Milan trusted Maldini, if they have somebody behind them that can help excel things and help move things forward, I think that Inter would be on a really good path to be able to create a cycle where they're. I mean, they are competitive already, of course, but they want to bring revenues up, uh, commercialize, and do a lot of stuff just even off the pitch that all of Serie A needs. So to be able to get more minds inside those meetings, inside those board meetings, inside Serie A that want to globalize the game and has this interest and is invested into it, for me, it's it's a plus for the league. Well, but. the brand is a global brand anyway. AC Milan, by far, is one of the best in Europe, uh, none, none in Italy. Okay, only. and look what they're doing, like Rock Nation. Their yeah, partnership with Rock Nation is so, phenomenal. We so haven't seen a team in got, Italy do yeah, something like that. You got the Yankees channel right now. From time to time, I wanted to watch a Yankees game to, fetch, uh, to find out what's going on in the playoff, and I see the Milan is playing over there. Meanwhile, they are playing on TNT or some other, some other uh, uh, network. I said, wow, look at this, AC Milan is playing on, uh, on the Yankees network right now. Yeah, so, they show uh, like old games. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, not not all the time. From the from time to time, they show highlights. They show other stuff. So uh, I was very impressed, and I said, "Look at that! The Yankees investing on AC Milan. That's great news." So what I'm saying, when you are an international brand like AC Milan is, it's actually not an international; it's a worldwide brand. AC Milan, it's even on uh, on other planets. If you were, <laughs> you you are you have aliens following AC Milan, not necessarily people on the planet Earth. That's where and, you came from. <laughs> you so. Mike, why are you laughing? I mean, I, came I, know, from Jupiter, I know a few people that they, they come from the other world. So yes. uh, I told them, I said, what's your favorite team? I was asking them, I said, AC Milan. Okay, you're on the right track. Do they speak Barres? Yeah, they Over do. They speak Tyler Jupiter? too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, so, talk, let's talk about your team, Milan. 2-1 oh. win against Verona. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, but tough match. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the best performance from Milan. I didn't like the game. I didn't like the way they play. But at the end of the day, you needed to be able to win. Mm -hmm. uh, still lacking lots of chances, lots of opportunities, because I go back to the chance that Giroud had, who's not in the best form right now. He had the opportunity to make it 2-0 right away, which, boom, could have helped kill off the game. He doesn't. Two own goals, own goal on uh, on each side. I know they're giving it to Gunter, but I'm not calling that yeah, a, it's an uh, own goal. A, it's an own goal. They they say because a shot on that. Well, no, for me, no. And uh, struggle for Milan, but they're... What I think of it is Milan right now, everyone goes through periods, tough periods, where they're missing players, where they have hard schedules, where they have lots of games back-to-back. -back. They had to play Chelsea. They conceded five goals and scored zero against Chelsea over two games. Mentally, for a team, that's not easy to overcome. So any way you could win a game, it just gives more confidence to a team. And mentally, it's a test of character for the entire organization to be able to get this win against Elos Verona, which 
okay, it's not an amazing win, but a team that's down in the dumps, a team that just got a new coach in uh, Bocchetti, you're in Verona, that things are not all going well, it's a good win. Listen, Verona, to be honest with you, when I went, I, I watched the game, I didn't watch the game live because I was uh, over uh, my friend Frank the Tank uh, house in uh, Staten Island. By the way, Frank, if you're watching the podcast, because I know that he does watch it, great party yesterday, guys. Oh, thanks for the invite. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, well, 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 it, it was a last minute thing. Thank and, you. Uh, I last said in the group, you guys doing anything, I'm bored. Oh, and my God. Oh, top anything. of Appreciate the line, it. food. And I'll get, we know who our friends wow. are, Mike. No, 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 no. Unbelievable. Thanks, Anto. Frank, did you see what I have to deal with? <laughs> So anyway, uh, I went home. The first thing that I did, I, I put the, my uh, my Paramount Plus and I, I went to watch the the game the, the, uh, from from scratch. I'll tell you what, Verona gave us uh, a lot of hard time, and I think the core the core uh, uh, portion of this Milan, which is the hard, he was at the midfield. Actually, brought them down right now. I said, don't forget to mention those guys. It's uh, Krunic, it's uh, Benasser, it's Tonali, and it's Pobega. Listen, we have interchangeable players on the core midfield, on the 4-2-3-1, that they are, uh, you know, we're not missing Kessier anymore, you know what I mean? Kessier, before, for us, it was fundamental. But now, look how many we have. We have so many that they actually took over that position, mm-hmm. and they're actually excelling in, uh, in uh, you know, plugging those holes that we thought that we were going to, to have with the departure yeah. of, uh, of uh, uh, Kessier. So we do not have a problem over there anymore, and... And, and I'm going to strike this end three times. We found out about this Tiao, which is pronounced Chow. Okay? Big this boy. This kid here is a big boy. Yeah, six foot yeah. four. Six foot four. He's a tank. He, he came over he, from, he came over the last, for the last 10 minutes. He plugged the hole on the he bench. He saved two goals, right? And yeah. Spectacular saves. And uh, he's, for his size, he's very athletic. He's very... Uh, is very flexible and uh, I think it's going to pay a lot of dividends for us because uh, AC Milan doesn't put the pressure on those young talents mm-hmm. immediately. So he plugs them in here and there. And then if they come through, uh, I think they become a superstar. The same way we did it with Kalulu, we did it with Calabria. Yeah. This is going to be the next one that is g- is going to make us not missing the buying another top of the line defender, whether it's going to be a center, whether it's going to be a winger. Yeah, I mean, Milan... Uh the scrap, I feel like the scrap game was coming because how Mar- Marco mentioned with what was going on. Mm-hmm. But even when Milan plays scrappy, it's just one of those teams that, that have the mentality to win regardless of what's going on, whether it's an own goal, whatever the case may be. They grind out to the last minute, and it, this time it was Tonali that got the winner. So I, very good for them. I wasn't I wasn't too surprised. The, the Milan loved the, loves these gritty, like Anto says, dirty wins at the end to do what they can to get the three points. And they're probably the best in the league to do it. They might not play the best football, good champagne football, but they managed to win when everything's against them. No, the champagne was there. The sparkles were not there. But the last 15 minutes, I started to see the sparkle coming out from the bottom. And I've got to tell you something. Not because I'm an AC Milan fan. Tonali is one of the top two or three midfielders in Europe right now. The guy is all over the place. He's starting to read the offensive game, Mm -hmm. even though it's a midfielder and he's on the 4-2-3-1 formation. Tonali is someone that is being given the freedom right now, I believe, by Pioli to say, hey, you're doing a great job over there. Do more. We trust you. We trust you to do. You're very scared? I wrote down, Pioli gave Tonali the freedom to make runs. That scares me. Me, I wrote this down. 
we both agree. So you I, see, I totally agree. You with did that. in my mind. I think I think Pioli so, did uh, an unbelievable he, job he managing Tonali. He read my book. You read his book before? No, oh, boy. you did. I don't read. Oh, oh, is that one? You, you don't read? I can never read it. First of all, I don't have the glasses to read that. that, that it looks like ge- hieroglyphics. 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 You say in Italian. So I I cannot read that stuff. I I do agree. I think Pioli's done a great job managing him, allowing him because he. I think by nature he's a more defensive-minded player. Mm-hmm. Like he likes to get stuck into tackles. He likes to, you know, sometimes he sits in that double pivot in front of the defense where oftentimes players in that position could get stuck in that little hole, but he's been given the freedom to make those runs. And we've seen it time and time again that he'll find himself decisive. And that's exactly what he did against Verona from, from a whole three wins in a row for Milan now in the Serie A. Important to just get points, move on, get Past this little tough period where they do have a lot of injuries, but we're not the, complaining about injury. You keep mentioning about injuries. We're not like you guys. No, you guys, I keep prom- no, but, uh, but he keeps saying injuries, injuries. But he I just didn't what's on the paper. He just you went to Cincinnati. Everybody's got injury. We have to play through adversity. I mean, uh, Napoli is like the one team that hasn't dealt with like. Well, they have Kim, man. Kim. Kim. I'm not Kim. Oh, my bad. Yeah, point, now it's like one. But game. they're not complaining, are they? They're not. No. So only the only people complaining. Complain. He just yeah. saying what's on no, paper. But no, we're not complaining. It's no, not, no the nature of AC Milan is to play with what you have. Okay, this is not the first time. It's not going to be the last time. And whether win or lose, you have to just take. My only point is that you go through periods because your players are not injured throughout an entire season. Every single team, most of the time, every single team goes through periods where they have more players injured than usual. Now is that time for for Milan, and I think they're managing it and dealing with it really well. Which my point is that when they do have everybody, you'll see how good they actually can be. Because I still don't think that that's a. It's not the best Milan. No, it's we've not. seen Milan play much no. better. We've seen the things click, and we've seen them really dominate games. Hmm. And I think that when they do have everyone back, they will. The one thing I'll say, just to give credit to Verona as well, I have not liked Verona this season. I've been very open about that. I did not like Trophy. I thought it was a terrible decision. They sold Caprari. They sold Simeone. I think they are rightfully where they belong because of the actions that they made. But this was the first time that I saw them actually become aggressive. It gave me glimpses of the Verona of last year. Are they missing those players that could score? 100%. But I do see a better reaction. And that's good job from Bocchetti, who just took over the team. He's a young coach. I think he's 36 or 30 seven years old, something like that. Uh, So good job from him. Let's see if it actually sustains because they are at a real risk this season of looking at the bottom half. I mean, they're already at the bottom of the table. He's 35. He's 35. I was very impressed with uh, with Verona. I saw that Verdi, Verdi. They're in 18th place. Simone Verdi was all over the place. was unstoppable. Boom, 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 boom. You definitely saw some positives from Oh, uh, I did, I did. From considering uh, how they played before. Yeah, I think if they keep the level of playing uh, high the way they played against AC Milan, I'm not sure if they'll be able to to sustain that kind of a uh, you know yeah, a speed yeah, and, and high press. Uh, you don't have to beat Milan. You don't have to get yeah, a result. You've got to beat the other teams. Right. But, what, uh, what you need to do is I, not lose to Salernitana, which they did the week before, and they have five five losses in a row. Right. So then now you can't do. If they play, if I see them playing the style of play that they get the, the, of the, the game that they they showed up yeah. they, uh, against AC Milan, then fine, I don't I see think. them. Uh, they're going to be fine. It just yeah. can't be a one off. Uh, let's talk about uh, another two teams that are in f- fantastic form, and this is one of the ones I said Napoli was a lie in the score line same thing Lazio and Udinese because it was a 0-0 game but I was uh I mean I think it was the 9 a.m game I was at the edge of my seat watching this game back and forth I I loved I love the match I love the style of both of these teams both Lazio and Udinese who Udinese every week 
it sounds bad, but I'm sort of waiting for them to finally decline. I'm like, all right. Really? Yeah, I'm like, it's got to come now, I right? I want to keep going. No, I'm not saying it's not what I want. I'm saying, but I'm like waiting for like, it's got to happen eventually, mm. right? He does want that. Don't you lie. <laughs> You're a liar because he wants Juventus to catch up. Neri, yeah, right? he wants Juventus to catch up. family so. in Udine. They'll yeah. be very mad at me. <laughs> no, but, you know, naturally, when, when you look at the squad, they, you know, you expect that. I think they're in fourth place at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I'll check. They're One in sixth point. place, yeah. but... Everything is extremely tight. Yeah, they're in sixth place, but they're three points from being in second place. So the Campeonato is very tight. Either way, I'm waiting for them to really lose a big match, and they don't. And this is a, a different kind of game that they had to play against Lazio. For me, though, the Lazio side, they once Cheeto Immobile went out of the game, I knew that they were going to struggle to score. He got hurt. It seems like a more serious injury. They, they're going to find out Wednesday, but they're already talking about for the rest of the what season. What is the hamstring? Uh, what is it? It was hamstring, yeah. Uh, he, he pulled up with a hamstring. Four What's weeks, unbelievable about him is in the last five years, the guy has only missed 13 games. Mm. He's played 149 games, 142 as a starter. You can bet on him to play, Which is huh? sensational. Yeah. But once he went out, they sort of struggled. And right now, they're talking about Milinkovic Savic potentially playing as a center Jeez. forward, which they, they're they saying that he's played there in training and that he likes to play as a center forward role. He's phenomenal at scoring goals. Well, my God, he's going to be a hassle to deal with if he plays center forward. I mean, Savic is a big player, so he can, he, his hold-up play might be pretty good. But Udine, with a little bit more luck, they could have sneaked in three points. They hit two uh, posts. And uh, they didn't look bad. And yeah, when Immobile came off, they did struggle a lot, which is a big concern for a team like Lazio, who's fighting uh, for a European spot. You need someone that can come in, that can that you have confidence in. You can't just rely on Immobile, 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 even though he doesn't get injured too much. But when it does happen, you need a good backup, especially yeah. for rotation. Yeah, Mike, on the Napoli, I mean, on the Lazio, the build-up player, I mean, uh, this this Vlaovic, I mean, uh, uh, Milinkovic is, uh, is known to be for his skills in building up the play and then follow up and then eventually even put himself on the position to score as well. But usually give it to a striker. I give know, a nice I know. But uh, now, now when you're starting to invert the role and wait, and wait for the ball yeah. to be the, Who's the, gonna fin give it to him? the finalizer. So the only harder. thing that I can think about is Pedro. Pedro just uh, taking one of the position midfield, start, like a starting midfield and starting even uh, uh, Luis Alberto. So mm. those are the only the only two players that. Uh, but they're tough. not savage, you know. You know, uh, yeah. you, the dynamic of exactly. this player. You're, will be you're here. missing oh, something God, regardless. Just if you play savage up. You're not gonna be able to plug that hole. I, that I trust Sadi over you two guys uh, across from me. So if Sadi thinks that he uh, can play there, sometimes oh, I, you know, oh, the maestro. You mean the, the maestro? maestro. Okay. The maestro says so. Uh, more than likely, I think we'll see Pedro that will slot in to the, the number nine. Line? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Could be interesting if if he played there. I do agree with Mike, though. Udinese, uh, it kind of felt like they were the ones that were dropping points just for the way that they played. Either way, unbelievable style. Uh, those guys continue to impress. They keep fighting. They're not stopping. And uh, you love to see it. You love to see it, even with Beto making the runs in behind. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, this, the numbers for, for Lazio this season, I have them right in front of me. They've only conceded five goals in 10 games. And when you think about a Lazio and you think about Sarri, you don't often think about that. It's the best in Serie A. And they've scored 21 goals. It's the second best in Serie A. They are finally balanced. They're finally not conceding too much. And that comes down to the good signings they made. Provedella and Net. I really like him. Romagnoli. Romagnoli yeah. in the center back position. 
Patrick stepping things up. Yeah, overall, for Lazio, these Marusic, are good numbers. Marusic. He's always been there, though. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. You just jinx something for Lazio because uh, starting from next week, they're going to start <laughs> to take two, three goals for every game. So uh, I got to tell you, who they play next week? I think I'm Inter, right? right now. No, they play Atalanta. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there, there you go. go. <laughs> Hello. Wait, what's the score going to be? So we I think get, uh, uh, it, it could be a 2-2 two, two or 3-1 Atalanta, something like that. I, th- yeah. I don't think Atalanta will score three against yeah, Lazio. Atalanta. You never know. You never they know. Sco- so Lazio scored five, conceded five in mm-hmm. 10 games, but they can concede three and one. Well, Atalanta didn't concede a lot either. They did not concede much. Well, oh. Atalanta's doing good. They won 2-1 against Sassuolo. Good transition. Yeah, maybe uh, they, they conceded six, six or seven. Seven, uh, maybe eight. Top. Atalanta conceded six. Here you go. Wait, how's that possible? Okay, but I'm not. But they've also only scored sixteen. They're not scoring That's that many true, goals. That's true, but I'm very surprised. Their defense is usually not very good. It's no, always but, leaky. Yeah, but it's a completely. This is not so Atalanta of I years expect, past. I expect, this Atalanta side mm-hmm. is completely different than last year's. They played. They're in way more pragmatic. Mm. They're way more effective. They kill off games when they have to kill off games. Second best defense. They conceded. They conceded first for the first time. They went down in the match for the first time all season. Yeah, all season great strike. What a goal! Playing man. out of position. What a goal! Even great assist too from Dandrea, eighteen years old, yeah. had right. to step in because he looked like a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- Mar- Did he look like a, a, a yeah. twelve years old or thirteen years very old? Young. I thought the speaker gonna be like, "We have your, uh, you lost your mom or something." They're gonna yeah. announce. Loriente got speaker. hurt, I think, in uh, warm-ups. Who looks really good? This kid. He from, usually uh, plays on the wing. Yeah, he, he yeah. was supposed to start. Andrea came in. They had Traore and Berardi that were on the bench, uh, but Atalanta so good from them, so good. And I, I pick out two players that really impressed me in the game, uh, Lukman. Who overall he's got he reads the game really well. He's got the pace. He's got the dribbling ability. Great second goal from him where he chops nice back. He's got has composure nice. to calm down. And Sopi, who Sopi's from Udinese, they had signed him, brought him into the right wing back position. The first goal he had two assists. The first goal was so smart from him. Aslani needs to look at that and say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do when I'm in that moment. Mm-hmm. Instead of shooting. Like, oh, he gets so excited, I could score my first goal for Atalanta. No, no, no. He passes it to Pasalic, who's in a better position. And then he gives a great ball, again, to Lukman, who scores a goal. This Atalanta is flying. Mm -hmm. They're flying, and they're still without so many key players. One being Duvan Zapata. Zapata and Zapacosta. Don't talk about Aslani while PC is not around, okay? PC. All right. This is Peter Pichi. So when Ukurt is not around, don't ever, ever say anything bad about Inter players. Okay? So at least he, he can say something to you. Maybe he can say, yes, you're right, no, you're wrong. So I think uh, I think Aslani made a mistake against Barcelona, but nevertheless, we liked him to make mistakes once in a while because that's how you learn. You learn from your mistake, especially if you make them against AC Milan. The, right? uh, I, I, think, I think teams like Atalanta and teams like Lazio are making this Serie A and Udinese, they're making it us really question and making it interesting because they they're just so tough to break down. Like no matter what happens in a game, they they're not scared to make it dirty. They have a really good defense, which like you said in years past we wouldn't expect it. They got Scalvini mm. and Ocolli, 18 and 21 years old. Scalvini 18 and Ocolli 21, Italian center backs who hopefully they become big. Scalvini looks legit. Hopefully they continue going. They're able to plot in these young players because they have a system. They never complain. They're one of those teams that because their their feeling around the club is so good and Gasparini has this idea, they're able to interchange players from the Primavera, from young guys that come in. And that's why you're seeing these players like Sopi, uh, Lukman, 
Scalvini or all of them are able to do well, it's because they're put in positions to succeed, but then they mix in the experience of guys like Muriel, who's dropped back, he's much more creative, mm-hmm. and Derun, who's, a, again, a leader, who's got experience, who's been there, Cup Miners, who's got four goals and one assist this season. Like, they have players in each position who offer something different and kind of like Napoli, they're just built well 365 mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I think when we're talking about Atalanta, Atalanta losing the Magic, I don't think they lost the Magic. It's just they were not good enough to play in three competitions. So I feel like playing like this, they're really going to trouble for a top four. So the other teams really better be watching now. Um, and I do want to say something about Sassuolo. They don't, they don't look... <laughs> Very safe at all. Since Alan Scamaca, Raspadori, Ferrari not being healthy, Boga, Traore. Traore, uh, tra- no, tra- I know, selling. Tra- oh. Traore just come uh, playing his first game, getting his first few minutes. Man, they're really. Yeah, they play a lot of youth players, but they they don't have they don't they sold too many players. I feel like they're not gonna challenge that. that the I feel like they bit off more than they could chew. Pinamonti's not stepping up. Pinamonti's not wanted. Pinamonti's not the striker that he's supposed to playing. Kiriakopoulos as a left wing when he's a defender. I mean, all these things add up at the end. And even though they lost two one, I think it could have it could have been more ugly. And Dionisi, I think they're. He's gonna be on the hot seat, and not because no. of him. I just feel like the board. Yeah, but I think they realize that. Aren't the real reinforcements. I feel like Sassuolo is actually a well-run team in the sense that I feel like when you look at their turnover, the different coaches that they had, even from Di Francesco to Zerbi to Dionisi, they follow like a path. They follow a model, all playing like four-three-three, all like with the same sort of idea of yeah, players and young players that they want to build up. So I think that they're well-run, and they knew what this season was. This season one, let's yeah. cash in on some players that we paid little for, make a big budget, and just try to stay safe. Now, I'm not saying that's a right decision or it's a wrong decision. They look horrible. But I think, yeah, but I'm not disagreeing. So but I think it's that they have the that. communication with Dionisi because they have good... Carneval is a really good mm-hmm. uh, director. He's a good manager. <laughs> no, but either way, he's a, he's a good CEO. I think that he understands it's, the business of no. things. So he's not rash... He's not a crazy owner like we used to see in the past, like Massimo Ferrero, who wants to sack a coach immediately. You know what? On the I don't think so. Just, Mark, on the it's not, it's not his no, fault. I, I know. I definitely, it's not his fault. It's just me. I was so excited to watch Asolo last season. This season, it's hard for me to watch him. That, it's it's that, that much of a difference. I get, yeah, they want to make mine their smaller team, but at what cost now? They're going to be fighting to stay up. No, 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 they're not going to fight to stay up. They're but you know what be, I mean? They're, they're going to be in the middle of the, uh, middle of the park. So, uh, it's just disappointing for me. I, I saw that really likes Sassuolo last season. That's know, what I'm saying. Don't forget, Mike, the last two games that AC Milan had to play was Sassuolo and Atalanta. And the fear that AC Milan had... They tied you, for, right? No, we won. No, you tied Sassuolo, 0-0. On the first one. Yeah. On the first one. But then Enrico, the last two you tied games, Sassuolo, no? No, the last two games we won. Sassuolo and Atalanta, we won. I believe so. Double check. I'll check. I'll check. I know. I'm pretty sure you tied both of those games. No, we didn't. We I'm won. Pretty Atal- sure you tied Atalanta. both of those games. No, we won both. Sassuolo Milan draw. Zero zero. The last one. Yes. Damn. And you tied one one Atalanta. I remember this. <laughs> I don't have too much. I know your team more than you know your team. Uh, too much coffee, Anto. I'm usually terrible at remembering <laughs> things. Wine, but there's one gave me a glass of wine before. One other thing I wanted to mention um, about uh, uh, was about Bologna. Sorry, I was just checking my notes uh, about teams that started to look better. I, they kind of they played well. They played better than they played under Mihalovic. I think Thiago Motta has brought some energy to the team. Of course, it's it's early, so we need to see how they progress. But two guys stuck out for me: uh, Zirzi, 
who started Xerxes. Joshua, right? Xerxes, Xerxes. Xerxes you know? That's how okay. I heard the. He's Dutch. He's Dutch. Dutch guy. Yeah, I think he comes from the Bayern Munich uh, Youth Academy. Scored a nice goal. It looked pretty interesting. And Cambiazzo, we know the the left back, who for me, this guy, I think this kid makes the right decisions, had a great, great assist. If there's there's some people out there that they like to hear about unknown players. That's who I wrote down in terms of who impressed me. There were two players that yeah, I think they could against. And they Bologna. got Cambiasso. wasn't there. They got Cambiasso from Genoa who went down, so it was a big little From move. Juventus. They bought him, and then Juventus said, oh, no, we're, we're Cambiasso. We're not going to use Cambiasso. I think Cambiasso would be playing at Juventus. Cambiasso with one S is pretty decent, I got to <laughs> say. As, as usual, smart decision. You guys are very smart. <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, Roma uh, against Sampdoria. We, we watched the game over here, Pellegrini. Scored on a penalty, penalty kick, yeah. questionable penalty for a lot of uh, a lot of us in the studio Man. in terms of the handball. Did you think Rome? it was? No, no. I was gonna say Roma's performance. What'd you think? So sloppy, man. I mean, I guess Mourinho's there to get results, but oh my god, it's hard to watch him play. Yeah, they're finishing Zaniolo. It's hard to watch Yo, him Zaniolo play. Zaniolo should have scored a hat trick insane. today. He scored one goal, but it was ruled offside. And the one time he finishes. Do you think Roma fans are excited to see this? I mean, but who cares? If you're, they're pretty close. So, they're in so fourth place. It's so annoying to watch them. They're play. in fourth That's place with 22 points. They play Napoli next match, where usually mm. they actually have a pretty good track, track record, record against uh, Napoli. Nah, but, uh, Let's just say they would win. They go to second place. That's a big. They go to second place. Uh, okay, but I'm saying it's one game. <laughs> you, but, yeah. but they're in fourth place. Either way, they're in fourth place. Right no, now. no, I'm not saying they're the result. Fourth. Like I said, it's just hard and they can't finish me. the ball. I'm not saying and it's, without the ball. It's just hard watching them play. I'm not saying yeah, whatever. Mourinho's getting the result, but it's so annoying to watch them because they Listen. play. Oh, even on his best day, Mourinho as a magician is not going to be able to pull anything from his hat to be able to offset and a bit. Napoli. That's going to be extremely hard. I don't see that. Extremely hard. Okay, so uh, listen, nah, top four is their, their goal. Yeah, yeah. Top four. I'm not if saying if they finish not. top four, it would be massive. Yeah, it's a little, massive. It's a with this season, with Let's, this campionato, finishing top four would be massive. Would you take Zaniolo or Juventus? No. Why not? I said it in but the summer. But you were bragging before, no, or you didn't want true. it in the not summer. True. Would you take him at Milan? No. Why not? No, because uh, it's not that doesn't have the kind of a DNA. It's not a like Messias, right? Yes, <laughs> I'll take Messias. Messias by far is much. For Messias me, has a DNA. For me, oh, Messias is much better Salas, than Zaniolo. Salas maker has a DNA. Why not? Too. Why not? Hey, Salas maker has the most goals in Champions League. Mike, Milan. <laughs> Zaniolo, Zaniolo. This is more about Milan than those. Zaniolo, he got a little bit ahead of himself, and I think Roma, Roma, they put uh, too much. Uh, uh, too much uh, uh, chips on, on on the name of this kid here. If I was Roma management, I would just ship him out, get okay, as much relax. money as you can, maybe 30, 40 million dollars, maybe a change of environment. You we'll gotta do. sell him on a high though. You can't sell him now. <laughs> I hate to say this. I really hate to say a this. A change of environment will do good He would actually do really well at a team Someone like Tottenham. Tottenham, yes. He would do perfect at Tottenham. Under it's Antonio so Conte. Exactly. He's gonna get injured. No, he's big boy. Like he always puts he his body in front time. of himself. Yeah. I think he would actually excel in a league like Premier League because tactically for me, he's always making the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. He actually kind of reminds me of Kulusevsky who would do a little bit too much at he's times. Got the speed. He needs a coach that like tailors him down mm -hmm. a little bit. I wanted to stay in Serie A, don't get me wrong, but I do think Tottenham wouldn't be that bad of a decision if they got 45 million nah, and could... Maybe. 45? Yeah, yeah. You don't think they would pay no, 45 million for him? It's not crazy. It's not crazy. special on the Siag for this guy? For yeah. Premier League, they spent they spend a, uh, spend a lot of more money. Paisa, $45 million? Yeah. Listen, even Euros. Though, Euros. Euros, that's too much. Even it's basically though, the same even, nowadays. Okay, we talked some negatives about Zaniolo. Now some positives. Even though he's not the best finisher, he makes things happen, though. I feel like he's, he's, al he's always hustling. He's always looking for the pass. He's always running his ass off. 
and he puts himself in good in good positions. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Kulusevski in that way. That's good. Like, in that way. Mike, that's <laughs> good. Zaza is good currently enough. has no team. Agent. We literally looked we this look up. He's that, 31 years old and has enough. no team. That's pretty absurd. That's 31 years wild. old? Supposed to be like the, the prime of your career almost? To me, it's another... To me, I can see another El Sharabi that instead of playing left, he's playing right. That's all. I have one question for you. Yeah? One penalty to save your life. Your life is on the line. Mm -hmm. You choose one player currently playing. Who would you choose, both of you, to save your life? In Serie A? Anywhere. Can be uh, can be from your team or somebody else? Anywhere. Has to be uh, currently playing. Not Jorginho. <laughs> uh, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. No, no, any league. Uh, I, I got a six Serie A. I'm not going to say take, different league. I will take... You want to really know? I want to know. Who? Look at me. I want to know. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yeah. Uh, Does he even take the penalties for matter, but I for trust Man City? Why? Trust That's him. the most random. How many Man City games have you watched you this year? You ask me a question. I answered the question. If we say outside of Serie A, I'd say Kane, but inside Serie A. Harry Kane is actually sick yeah, of penalties. That's what I'm saying. But if we say Serie A, because that's a league we promote. You want to know Serie A? I can give you a Serie A. Give me a Serie A guy too. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. Let Mike go first. No, go. I don't Junior Messias. Wait, what? Adios. Was nice knowing you. He said score a penalty. He said score a penalty. Has he taken? You're the most. What is in your call? I give Vlaovic. What was your Nursia call? I give Vlaovic. I gave insider information, Paisai. Something that you don't know. Yo, I would pay Messias just to prove that ball. You don't have to pay him. He'll do it himself. What are you laughing about? That's a wild choice. Oh, I know what you will pick up. <laughs> oh, Delhi! <laughs> Give me a freaking break! <laughs> Those bunch of losers. Who's yours? Uh, Vlaovic. Vlaovic, yeah. really? He's very good at that. Yeah. I think. Mike, how much money thinking, you got on no, the Vlaovic side? Vlaovic. You said Messias and you're saying, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah okay, by far, Messias is much better than Vlaovic. I got one that you're going to like. Which one, thought. Drew? Mario Balotelli. Yeah, but it's not playing Serie A. I didn't say Serie A. Now say the quote. <laughs> so they asked Erling Holland who he would take to save his life, and he said Balotelli. He said maybe he's the best penalty kick taker I've ever seen. <laughs> Not now. Maybe oh, before. Just because Holland said it. No, if Holland says jump off the bridge, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> oh, oh my yo, god! You won't even live to see it because Junior Messias is taking your penalty. Are you kidding sure, me? That's true. He uh, missed five out of fifty penalties in his career. Okay. Balotelli. Balotelli. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. You, see, good. you still will take Balotelli? That's a good, that's that's a good very good record. Uh, <laughs> he didn't realize it was a good track. Pick Wait. up Messi. Pick up somebody else, but don't pick up... Uh, I would not pick Messi. I, honestly, Balotelli has a good track, but I wouldn't give it him now just because he's not, a, not I love, as high. I, I love Ronaldo too. Penalty kicks. I feel like that guy just doesn't feel Cristiano. the pressure. Also, you know what? The funniest... But not the right funniest, now, Cristiano. I saw a tweet that said... Hey, what would you take? Excuse me. He already said Balotelli. Balotelli too. I can say Marco. You got a lot of wine. There was a tweet that said, the reason why Balotelli is so good at taking penalties is because he really doesn't care about the game. He doesn't care about anything. <laughs> so he feels no pressure, even if he misses That's it. That's a funny way to say it. If anything, I will, take Mike, I will take Mike to take a penalty. <laughs> okay, yeah, Mike, thanks. what would you do if you took a penalty, if you had to take a penalty to save this guy? He would send Oops. it to Greece. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, that's it for today's podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe. We'll see you soon.